And welcome into a new episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Thanks for joining us today. Well, Iowa Senator Republican Chuck Grassley says things must change between the Ag Committee's two leaders and the two parties if the new year is to see a new farm bill. Grassley sees more trouble ahead for farm bill efforts next year if the two sides and the chair and ranking member remain dug in on their positions. What I've observed in the last six months is resistance by Democrats to putting more farm in the farm bill, which basically means increase in reference pricing. And secondly, mostly an issue between Stabenow and Bozeman uh, is this issue over the, if you save money in one title, you can't spend in another title. That leads Grassley to conclude. And until those things are worked out, and I don't believe they've been worked out, uh, we aren't going to make any progress in the Senate. Grassley joined House Conservative Chip Roy of Texas in a letter to House and Senate leaders stressing the need to pass a five-year farm bill. He also wants to include a return of SNAP to its pre-pandemic levels, limiting farm payments to only actively engaged producers, reining in commodity credit corporation spending discretion, and foreign ownership of U.S. farmland. Grassley also backs a move by the House to reinstate whole milk removed from the school lunch program in 2012. The Senate has a similar bill. This whole school lunch program is built around uh, uh, forcing people to eat things that they don't want and wasting a lot of food. And uh, we ought to let people uh, drink the milk they like. Back at the farm bill, Grassley agrees with a push by Washington State Representative Dan Newhouse to limit states' power to regulate pesticide labels beyond EPA's rules. The senator argues only the federal government and Congress can regulate interstate commerce. Well, the National Milk Producers Federation applauded the House of Representatives for passing the Whole Milk for Healthy Kids Act. The act expands the variety of healthy milk options schools could choose to serve. NMPF President and CEO Jim Mulhern says, quote, expanding the milk schools could choose to serve to include 2% and whole milk is a common sense solution that will help ensure kids have access to the same healthy options they get at home, end quote. Now, the American Farm Bureau was also happy with the news. In a letter to Congress, AFBF told members that 9 out of 10 children aren't consuming enough dairy to meet their nutritional needs. The act will allow kids to get access to protein, calcium, and vitamins at important times in their development. House Ag Chair G.T. Thompson introduced the bill and said he looks forward to restoring access to these nutritious beverages in schools across the country. Well, new legal action would require the Environmental Protection Agency to immediately suspend and cancel glyphosate, the main ingredient in Monsanto's Roundup. A petition filed by the Center for Food Safety, Beyond Pesticides, and four farm worker advocacy groups say glyphosate's registration is illegal. A lawsuit filed by the same groups last year saw a federal appeals court strike down EPA's human health assessment because the agency wrongfully calculated glyphosate's cancer risk. The new petition calls for the cancellation and suspension of glyphosate's registration, contains more than 70 pages, and includes more than 200 scientific citations. Glyphosate is the most widely used pesticide in the world, with about 300 million pounds applied every year in the U.S. The groups say EPA has declined to act despite studies, including those sponsored by Monsanto, that show glyphosate has harmful effects on the liver, kidney, and reproductive system. They also say it's a probable immune system carcinogen. 
Well, farmland values in Iowa rose again, but at a slower pace than the two previous years. The annual Iowa State University Land Value Survey found that farmland values increased 3.7%, or $424, to $11,835 per acre. That increase follows a larger 17% increase in 2022 and a near-record 29% in 2021. The study showed several factors behind the surge last year contributed to the rising prices in 2023. The Federal Reserve has used interest rate hikes to help curb inflation rates, and future increases will continue to slow the growth in farmland values, but not immediately. The Iowa State study says it will take a couple of years for interest rates to be reflected in farmland values. The impact of the aggressive rate hikes in 2022 is expected to be felt more strongly in 2024 and beyond. That will mean more modest growth or lower land prices ahead. Well, farmers, ranchers, and forest landowners who experienced discrimination in USDA farm lending programs before January 2021 may be eligible for discrimination financial assistance. It's a new program and an important step in delivering on USDA's commitment to providing financial assistance to those who have faced discrimination in USDA farm lending programs. The deadline to apply is January 13th of 2024. Borrowers can apply online or with a paper form. The application process isn't first come first served. All applications received or postmarked before the January 13th deadline will be considered. Filing an application is free and doesn't require a lawyer. On the website, applicants can get information on how to obtain technical assistance in person or virtually and additional resources and details about the program. If you have concerns about working with USDA based on past experiences, USDA partnered with community-based organizations to conduct outreach to underserved groups. For more information, just go to 22007apply.gov. That's 22007apply.gov. Well, a new resource outlining best practices for the U.S. sheep industry to reduce greenhouse gas emissions is now available. The resource summarizes findings in an environmental footprint study from Michigan State University. Many of the practices align with the lamb crop best practices developed to improve on-farm productivity and profitability. Now, reducing lamb loss, breeding ewes earlier, and optimal nutrition practices are all areas where producers can maximize productivity while reducing greenhouse gas emissions. American Lamb Board Chair Peter Camino says, quote, sheep producers have long stewarded their lands, but seeing strategies that make sense for both productivity and sustainability is encouraging, end quote. Other strategies include proper fertilizer use, improved manure management, using renewable resources, and adopting new grazing opportunities. The full report of, or the summary of the findings can be downloaded at lamboard.com. That's lamboard.com. And the Purdue University Consumer Food Insights is a monthly survey conducted by the Center for Food Demand and Analysis and Sustainability. The information is used to track trends and changes in consumer food demand and food sustainability behaviors. The November survey dealt with several food safety topics. Among the many findings, most consumers associate best if used by and used by food date labels with food safety rather than food quality. Now, the perceived risk of foodborne illnesses is higher in restaurants than in food prepared at home. Consumers are also more likely to believe raw meats pose a higher risk of containing foodborne bacteria than other food items. Risk-adverse consumers ate more food cooked at home than risk-loving consumers. Risk-loving consumers reported eating unwashed produce, rare or uncooked meats, and raw dough or batter more frequently than risk-adverse or risk-neutral consumers. 
Food insecurity dropped slightly for the fifth straight month to 12.8%. That's all the time we have for American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.